Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome in to another edition of Dog Walk Talk. I'm your host for today, Palmer Toms, joined by Ivan Mazel of On3 Sports. Uh, Ivan covers college football on the national scale and has seen the dogs play twice this season. So we wanted to get his perspective uh, from the national side of things. Obviously, you hear from Jake and I on a weekly basis from from what we see each and every week, but figured, you know, there's there's not many better in the business than Ivan. And so wanted to uh, bring him in to bring talk to you during this bye week. Uh, First of all, Ivan, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for uh, having me again, Palmer. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, Ivan joined us preseason with Jake uh, on the call before the Georgia Clemson game. Ivan was there uh, for that game and, and then was in Athens this past weekend to see Georgia take on Kentucky. Um, Ivan, so far, you know, seven weeks into this thing, what have your you know what what have your impressions of Georgia been having seen them play twice in person and I'm guessing several other times on television. Palmer, I think that, you know, and this is, this sounds, it's just not a revelation. You know, I think they're the best team in the country. I mean, you know, and, and to me, there is a space between them and everybody else, you know, and let's all keep in mind it's October 19th, you know, and uh, I kept reminding myself Saturday as I was watching Georgia that, Six years ago, I awarded Leonard Fournette the Heisman Trophy right about now, you know, and 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 uh, and he didn't win it. So, you know, it, it's not over. But uh, that that kind of defense doesn't go out of style. And what uh, teams, the way teams are struggling against Georgia, is just so impressive. And I, I, to me, I, you know, I, I don't know that it, there's much of a discussion. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a so far so good situation for Georgia. Uh, you, you've liked what you've seen so far, and, and, and you want to, you know, if you're a Georgia fan, you know, like you said, it's October 19th. We're, we're halfway through this thing. There's a lot of football left to be played. If, if you know, if Georgia gets to where they want to get to, we, they've played seven games and, and they should have eight games left, you know, to, to come out on top in, in – in uh, Indianapolis in January. So what is it to you uh, from what you've seen? And I I think I know where this answer is going to go, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What is it to you that has separated this team from, from the rest of the pack? Uh, I think just the, the, a, the defense. And and if you wanted to be more specific, the defensive front and uh, you know, that's not a surprise. You know, we, everybody has been, bragging on those guys up front all year but it's one thing to predict they are going to be dominant it's another to to have them actually be dominant and you know the the numbers are terrific and just to watch them uh to see how big and 
fast they are and, and, and not even just fast quick is probably probably the better word to see how big and quick they are there aren't many of those guys around you usually find them in the sec and and for the last decade you usually found them in tuscaloosa and now they're in athens and i think that's the reason georgia's number one yeah, yeah, you, you mentioned it there. Uh, you, you've got Jordan Davis is your Havsman Award winner, uh, you know, halfway through the year. Um, you, you know, Devontae <laughs> Wyatt is, is you know, doing things alongside him, kind of a, you know, Batman and Robin situation there. And, and then, you know, Trevon Walker on the outside, uh, Jalen Carter won SEC Defensive Lineman of the Week this week. And, and, and you know, it sometimes yeah. gets forgotten about on that, along that defensive line. Um, uh, about... about- and, and, and there's this pitch, there's this push to have him, you know, as a potential defensive player winning the Heisman Trophy. Uh, you know, you mentioned that quickness and, and his ability to chase down quarterbacks. Uh, you know, we, we've seen that several times throughout this year, and, and you've heard opposing coaches compliment him. Uh, you know, the comments from Shane Beamer stand out to me most when he was saying, you know, after that game, Hey, you know, they, they, what makes them so good? Well, they've got a 6'6", 340-pound defensive lineman that runs faster than anyone in this call. Um, about Davis specifically, um, what is it that, that, you know, is so impressive to you about him? That, that you know, you having seen all these players across the country, that, that separates him from everyone else as, as that Havsman Award winner? I think it's just the the – the bulk and the the quickness, uh, you know, the you know, he he can he's got quick feet, and, and uh, that's remarkable. It's remarkable to see a man that big. First of all, second of all, it's remarkable to see a man that big, that strong, who can move that quickly. And and you know, and also, I, it, it Palmer it doesn't hurt that Jordan Davis is a delightful young guy. And, you know, and I think. Uh, if Georgia is able to do it and and keep everything in the middle of the road, they they need to get Jordan Davis's personality out there too, in, in terms of that kind of recognition for him. Because if you listen to him at all, then you really like him. And and on top, and I think with a defensive lineman that helps because you know numbers are not easily uh to come by uh certainly for a nose tackle a lot of what he does is enable other guys to make plays and there's no way to really quantify that so uh but but boy he is certainly the complete package yeah, 18 tackles on the year, three of those for loss for Davis. Uh, you know, it didn't get credited with the blocked field goal or blocked extra point, but was certainly in there on both of those. Uh, and, and you know, like you said, he opens things up for the rest of this defense, whether it's N'Kobe Dean, Channing Tindall, uh, Adam Anderson, Nolan Smith, the guys behind him uh, are able to make plays that they probably wouldn't be able to. You know, the, the linebackers have said all along, uh, you know, if – and, and Jordan has said all along, if there's two on me, somebody's free. And, and <laughs> that's kind of stuck with me. Um, like, like you said, he's a, he's a great guy to talk to. One of my favorite Georgia players that we speak with on a regular basis. And, and Kirby pointed that out after the game Saturday said, Hey, you know, like you said, a delightful guy to get to know. And, and if you haven't gotten to know him, 
you know, take the time because, you know, in, enjoy it because this is something special that we're watching in terms of Jordan Davis and this de- Georgia defensive line and, and what that has done for this defense entirely. No, that's true. And, and let's just hope that, that Kirby makes him available. You know, I mean, that's, that's always the eternal struggle with that, with Kirby and, and, and the way he runs his program is, is, you know, getting guys out there. So let's hope he, let's hope he follows up on that. Right, right. Switching over to the offensive side of things, to me, the biggest storyline is is the health of this team, and that goes hand in hand with the quarterbacks. Uh, You've seen JT Daniels start uh, three games for Georgia this season. You've seen Stetson Bennett start four, which, wow, if if we had come into 2021 saying that Stetson Bennett was going to start more games than JT Daniels by the bye week, you would have thought something was going very, very wrong for Georgia. Um, and, and, you know, to, to his credit, Bennett has, has performed um, and, and, you know, has, has led this team, you know, on the road. They, they go on the road and beat uh, an, an Auburn team that, that is, you know, J- Jordan-Hare Stadium is, is no easy task. Uh, that they win two, a top 10 game against Arkansas and a, and a borderline top 10 game against Kentucky at home, uh, two college game day atmospheres in Athens, plus his big SEC player of the week performance against UAB, making his first start, kind of arriving back on the scene after what he did last season, you know, got hurt against Florida comes back in, in that UAB game and, and, you know, through tied the school record for passing touchdowns in a game fought with five in the first half. Um, you know, how have you assessed the play of Stetson Bennett uh, from what you've seen so far? And, and what do you make of this quarterback situation when, if and when JT Daniels gets healthy? I, I, I have loved seeing Stetson Bennett succeed because in an age when quarterbacks struggle and then immediately leave and go somewhere else to try to play, it's refreshing to see a guy who sticks around, learns from his mistakes, and gets better, get, and gets better at that school. You know, I mean, we all saw Mac Jones do it last year and uh, and win an award and win awards. Uh, you know, and Stetson Bennett isn't at that level, but he's playing very well, and uh, he he seems unflappable. Uh, you know, he, he's he's certainly efficient and. Uh, you know, he doesn't have to be a world beater. He's got to get the ball to the guys who are world beaters. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I was concerned about Georgia at quarterback before the season. Just get, I, And this, you know, this was kind of an odd thought I had, Palmer, but I remember being in Birmingham in July and seeing JT Daniels and thinking, boy, that dude is, is kind of skinny to be an SEC quarterback. And and sure enough, you know, he, he's he's struggled to stay healthy. And, and I don't know if there's a cause and effect there or what, but the fact is he hasn't stayed healthy. And the fact is Stetson Bennett's been able to step up and it's made a huge difference. Yeah, and, and Bennett, you know, another thing about Bennett is that he adds a little bit of mobility to the quarterback position that you might not see from JT Daniels, uh, you know, especially coming off of that knee injury that he had a couple of seasons ago at USC. Uh, you know, and the recovery, the time that it took for him to get back on the field over a year later uh, after he arrived in Athens. I would imagine that JT Daniels is probably a little bit more cautious and a little bit more weary in terms of, 
t- you know, taking off and, and making a play with his feet versus you've seen Stetson Bennett, you know, lower his shoulder. I mean, Saturday against Kentucky, uh, he was in on a block uh, and, you know, opened yes. things up on, on a reverse for Ladin McConkey. Um, who is that another was a great story. block? Yeah. Who is another story? Um, let, let's talk about some of these these playmakers around Stetson Bennett um, and and JT Daniels, for a matter of fact. Um, you, you've got you know some guys that, that you know, as Kirby said earlier this year, if you had told him that Adane Mitchell and and Lad McConkey would be the two leading receivers for this team, uh, you know, during spring practice, he he would have been shocked, would have called you crazy. Um, you throw in a, a true freshman tight end leading the team in overall um, in receptions, yards, touchdowns, and, and that being Brock Bowers. He's got six trips to the end zone this year. What have you made about Todd Munkin, the way that he has play called around the injuries that Georgia has had, quite frankly? Well, he's done a terrific job, and and I don't, you know, I, I don't want to give Todd Monk and all the credit. I think the, the kids, you know, the, the the players have done a tremendous job. But you know, that's what a coordinator at his best does: is he figures out what tools he has, and then he goes and builds with what he, you know, with those tools. Uh, you know, Mitchell is a good Mitchell's a good receiver. McConkey's been a real find. Wasn't Georgia the only one to offer him a scholarship? Yeah. So I mean, that's crazy. Uh, and you know, and and it's. I was going to say it's better to be lucky than good, but I don't think that's luck. That's just a, a shrewd call on the you know part of Kirby and his staff to, to sign McConkey. And uh, it's uh, you know we keep hearing. Well, boy, you know, it's when these when we get our receivers back, this offense will really open up. Well, they're doing just fine, you know, and, uh, you know, it's not like we've seen a lot of nail biters, you know, because of this offense. So uh, I'm, you know, if if this is the offense that takes Georgia the rest of the way, I think Georgia will be fine. Yeah, you, you mentioned it whether it's Jermaine Burton, Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint, Arian Smith, uh, you know, potentially even George Pickens, some of these guys that, that Georgia was, you know, Kyrus Jackson is another guy who's been banged up and, and hasn't been 100%. Some of these guys that Georgia was counting on coming into the season haven't been the playmakers that, that have been making those plays for Georgia and, and opening things up for Georgia offensively. But like you said, uh, you know, if this is the offense that Georgia rolls with, it hasn't, you know, been any, you know, hasn't hasn't caused them much harm uh, so far this season. <laughs> no. If no, there no. is one thing about Georgia that, that, you know, maybe is an area of concern um, going forward, what from, from what you've seen, what would your one area of concern be? Uh, for the Bulldogs as they head down this final stretch and, and you know, by all signs pointing towards Atlanta uh, on in December? I think Georgia's biggest concern is Georgia. Uh, you know, if you look at the remaining schedule, there's not really anybody there that, that you know, going to keep you awake at night. You know, Florida's struggling. Um, you know, it is, you know, they, they've pretty much taken care of the East and Georgia Tech is, is better, but they're, you know, they're, they're not on that level. So, you know, Georgia's problem is, is, staying focused and not assuming uh, anything, you know, and, and that's a, sometimes a lesson uh, that can be hard to learn for young guys. You know, it, it, it's, 
it's easy when everybody's telling you how good you are to, to think you're that good and, and to begin to have a sense of entitlement. And that's, you know, Kirby has, you know, been around enough good teams that he knows how to handle that. But but the kids are different every year and you don't know whether they're going to handle that success well. So they just got to stay hungry. Yeah, yeah. And, and then looking across the division uh, to the SEC West, always competitive over there. And that big hurdle for Georgia being beating Alabama, uh, you know, all likelihood, it looks like Georgia and Alabama are going to play in that SEC championship game. Uh, but like, you know, the crazy this has been one of the craziest college football seasons I can remember in recent memory. Uh, and, and, you know, crazier things have happened for, for the Crimson Tide over there. Um, looking at the West and, and how Georgia potentially matches up with Alabama, what, what's your take on that? What, how do you see, uh, you know, this Kirby smart coach team matching up against that Nick Saban coach team? Well, I, I think Georgia's clearly better. I mean, if you look at, you know, Alabama's biggest test on the road have been against Florida and A&M and they, and they struggled, you know, they, they, uh, barely beat Florida and didn't beat AM, should have beaten AM, didn't do it, couldn't hold on in the last three minutes. Uh, you know, Alabama's got issues at the line of scrimmage. You know, they're, uh, they're not really moving anybody out of the way in the running game. Uh, and, you know, the defensive line is very good, but it's not at Georgia's level. So, uh, you know, and if you control the line of scrimmage, you control the game. And I, you know, it kind of we're, we're back to where we started to call. I, you know, I just think Georgia is better. You know, and Alabama's got a you know a half a season to to continue to develop, but so does Georgia. You know, and I I, I didn't mention Tennessee. I wasn't overlooking Tennessee. Tennessee's probably the best team they got left, uh, but I don't think Tennessee's good enough to beat Georgia. And 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 at this juncture, I haven't seen anything from Alabama to make me think they're good enough to beat Georgia. Yeah, and, and like you said, we've kind of come full circle circle here. So I'm going to wrap things up with one last question for you. Looking at Georgia and, and where you would like to see them improve, Kirby Smart always you know, preaching improvement and competition and, and the importance of practice throughout this bye week, you know, headed into Florida and, and what the rest of the season holds. Where one area that you would like to see Georgia improve, uh, you know, for this season and, and, you know, as they head down this stretch that could potentially be the deciding factor between raising a trophy in Atlanta, raising one in Indianapolis and, and coming home empty handed. Well, uh, you know, they missed the last extra point they tried. I thought that was, uh, <laughs> You know, I, honestly, Palmer, I think the offense could be better. You know, uh, they haven't had to be, and they may not, they may not have to be at all. Uh, but, you know, that gets back to that conversation of, well, when we get our receivers back, or, you know, is JT Daniels going to be healthy? Uh, you know, uh, you know, what's this offense going to be able to do when, when everybody's there? And I guess that, you know, you asked me where they can improve. I mean, the offense has been good, but it hasn't played at the level of the defense, you know. But the defense has been so good, I think, you know, they could ride this defense all the way to Indianapolis. I really do. 
Well, the, the strong words from one of the best in the business. So fans, uh, Ivan, where can our fans find some of your work, uh, you know, and, and your strong praise of Georgia? On three.com. That's where we are. And uh, you know, I'm writing uh, notes every day, writing a couple of columns a week, going to a game just about every weekend. So uh, that's where we are. Well, Ivan, appreciate you coming on and, and look forward to potentially seeing you down the road. But for this edition of the Dog Walk Talk, a special edition with Ivan Mazel, this is Palmer Tom signing off. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.